Support for Off the Path comes from Adelphi University, adelphi.edu. There were six words painted on a rock alongside a highway near Newberry, New Hampshire. How those words got there, and why just one of them was added later, is still a mystery. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan. I'm on a journey this summer through northern New England, and I've wanted to see this rock for a long time and find out why people are so fascinated by it. So I drove up Route 103 in New Hampshire. Just a few miles up the road before Newberry, on the right-hand side, is the rock. It's roughly five feet tall and sticks out a little past some other rocks. I'll let Gretchen Hamill take us back to the 1970s when this whole rock thing started. She lived in a farmhouse with her parents across the road from the rock. She was a high schooler back then. Her parents raised chickens, sheep, and geese. Pretty common for the area. So one morning I woke up and looked out my bedroom window across the street, and on the rock ledge that was there was painted, Chicken Farmer, I Love You. Gretchen didn't think much about it, but other people noticed it too. You know, I probably heard about it from some classmates who saw it driving by on the bus or something. When you're that age, you don't pay attention. You know, I was just not focused on it. And then I went away to college. At some point, I was home on a school vacation, and I looked out my bedroom window, and I saw Chicken Farmer, I Still Love You. Repainted with that new word, still. And I thought, wow, that's really nice. I can pretend that it's for me, even if it isn't, and it feels good to think that somebody loves me. Meanwhile, the talk did not die down. The rock became a landmark. Local shops sold rock paperweights inscribed with, Chicken Farmer, I Still Love You. Heather Chavala moved here in 2011 and bought an auto garage with her husband, Rainbow Garage, on Route 103, just before you get to the rock heading north. Especially during the summer, I get, you know, four or five people every day coming do you know where that rock is? And for just being a rock, it's kind of a big tourist attraction that a lot of people want to see. She's heard all the theories. Oh yeah, everything from that it was a prank, but I think a lot of people kind of like the romanticized story and they ask, you know, is that that person still here? And if it was an actual romance going on or if it was just a joke. But I think people like to believe that it really was a guy that was in love with a chicken farmer and kind of unrequited. Heather's a believer. She's a romantic. Oh, absolutely. I mean, who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want someone that is so in love with you and is so proud of the fact that they want everybody to know? You kind of hope that people would still do that. They don't, but it would be nice if they did. But not everyone's a romantic, as the town learned in 1997. There was an anonymous complaint to DOT. That's Dennis Pavlik, Newberry's town administrator. And instead of notifying the town, they automatically sent their crew over and they red marked over the offensive words or whatever. In other words, covered up the so-called graffiti with red paint. And that's what started everyone getting all riled up. Dennis remembers the complaints at town board meetings. People were heartbroken and angry. An anonymous someone repainted the message. Maybe the original author, no one knows. But locals all agreed they had to do something to protect Chicken Farmer for the future. 
they came up with the idea of a petition to the State Department of Transportation. I actually remember drawing up the petition. Let me see here. Dennis actually has a whole chicken farmer file in his office with photos, newspaper clippings, and that petition. And whereas that message declaring, chicken farmer, I still love you, has become a valued and historic legend in the town. And whereas that message has uplifted the spirits of travelers on Route 103 for more than 20 years, and whereas the obliteration of that message has caused great consternation to the town. We, the selectmen of the town of Newbury in the state of New Hampshire, do hereby respectfully request to let this message of faith, love, and endurance stand on the ledge. The state agreed, and the message became officially protected. The whole affair got written up in Yankee magazine. They named it the love story of the year. Local shops have a copy of the article on hand for visitors, and the author of the article claimed to have identified the intended recipient of the message, Gretchen Rule, now Gretchen Hamill, who lived across the street from the rock. Did you think you might have had any secret admirers at that point? Yeah, yeah, I did. You know, I was young, and a lot of people thought I was pretty, and I was smart, and it scared a lot of guys away, but didn't scare them all away. I mean, I knew some of the guys who were friendly with me, but never got to the point of asking me out to dinner or anything. But I, I had an idea of who it might be. Really? Like one specific person? Yes. I won't name him, just because I could be really wrong, and that would be really embarrassing <laughs> to both of us. <laughs> Nearly two decades after the Yankee Magazine article, a new theory emerged. And we'll dive into that one, too, after a short break. This is Off the Path. There's a podcast out there on whatever you're into. Celebrity gossip, sports, true crime. So the news of the day may not always be your first choice. I get it. But in less than 15 minutes, you can be up to speed on the latest news from the Connecticut, New York region with WSHU's After All Things. And then get back to listening to what you love. Don't worry, we won't judge. Listen to After All Things with me, Sabrina Garone, weekday evenings wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Donovan, back with Off the Path's summer road trip to northern New England and a stop at a mysterious rock with the message, Chicken Farmer, I Still Love You. Twenty years after the message appeared, a Yankee magazine article claimed that the recipient was a high schooler who lived across the road from the rock. But now the plot thickens. Or should we say, chickens. About eight years ago, a public radio reporter showed up in town asking questions about The Rock. Paige Sutherland, now a producer for WBUR's On Point. And back then when I did the story, which feels like forever ago, I was a reporter at New Hampshire Public Radio. Mostly serious stuff. Politics, budgets, public policy. So it was nice to do something. I was like, oh, graffiti on a rock? This will be easy. It wasn't as easy as I expected, but it definitely was fun. New Hampshire Public Radio had a show where listeners asked questions and reporters tried to answer them. Someone asked, what's up with that rock? Page found the 1997 Yankee Magazine article and its claim about the intended recipient, Gretchen Hamill, 
but as a serious public policy reporter, she obviously wanted to do her own research. So she drove to Newberry and started poking around. I really just kind of went door knocking. It's a very small town, so I just, you know, went to their main square. I went to their library. I talked to people on Main Street. Uh, and everyone knew about it. Everyone in the town knew about this rock, and everyone had a different story of what, how they thought the rock came to be. She soon realized the assignment wasn't as light and easy as she thought. You know, basically got the door slammed in my face when I approached this guy who allegedly knew the story. And so I was kind of shocked a little bit about some people being a little tight-lipped about it because, you know, in my mind, I was like, this is just this fun graffiti on a rock. Like, why are people acting like it's some political scandal? <laughs> so with a long list of dead ends, Paige just went back and parked her car next to the rock and thought. And I just knocked on the neighbor's door and just was like, hey, do you, do you know anything about this rock? And this woman who was out in her yard at the time, I think, was like, I do. Like... I know the story. And I was like, what? The neighbor told Paige she'd talked to the previous owners of the house, Gretchen's parents. And she said she learned from them the person who wrote the message wasn't Gretchen's secret admirer. It was Gretchen's mom. She wrote The Rock for her husband, so Gretchen's dad. The story Paige got was Gretchen's dad had just retired as a probation officer, and he was running a farm with tons of daily duties. His wife, Gretchen's mom, got upset with him for working too hard. They had an argument. To apologize, she wrote the message, Chicken Farmer, I Love You. Gretchen's parents both worked for the state. Paige thinks that would explain the tight lips and the doors slammed in her face. That would, you know, be a crime if you're defacing public property. And so she was a little scared to talk about it because, you know, she could, she could have lost her job. But Gretchen doesn't buy the idea that her parents were involved. She'd heard a similar rumor going around for years, but in this version, her dad wrote it, not her mom. I thought that was ridiculous. I, my father was a probation officer for the state of New Hampshire, and getting a can of spray paint and going across the street in the middle of the night to paint that on rock is not his style. Gretchen's dad, Louis Rule, died in 2011. And just a couple of weeks before he died, when it was very obvious that it was towards the end, one of my sisters asked him directly, did you paint that? And he said, no. And there's no reason for him to have lied at that point. <laughs> so I, no, he did not do it. And she thinks the idea that her mom wrote it for her dad is equally ridiculous. And so the mystery continues. I think like any local town legend, I, I can't 100% say it's true. Reporter Paige Sutherland and others in town I spoke with say, in the end, it doesn't really matter who wrote it. People in the town don't care. They love this mystery, this romantic love story that they can imagine who wrote it and it works for everyone in a different way. You know, it's still, it brings back one of the fond memories I have of high school. Um, there aren't a lot of them. <laughs> But it's one of them. And yeah, I and I wish that Yankee magazine hadn't said I was happily married and living in Concord um, because I wasn't. And, you know, I was living in Concord, but not married. And uh, so I, I wish they had gotten that right. And maybe that person would have? Maybe would have seen it and said, oh, maybe I still have a chance. Unlikely. <laughs> and maybe the moon is really hollow. <laughs> Thank you.
This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan.